He's finished. He's done. It is over for Joe Biden. Absolutely. This is fatal. Documents all over town, carelessly, recklessly. Now, am I getting ahead of myself? No, no. I am so confident. I know he won't be the nominee, and I don't think he's going to finish one term in office. Here's the deal. What happened yesterday? Here's the deal. He lost his moral authority. Now, moral authority, how could a guy like Joe Biden have moral authority? Believe it or not, that's how he became president, right? I mean, he was the truth teller compared to Donald Trump and his lies. And the media reinforced that day in, day out, right? How many lies did Trump tell over and over and over again? Oh, by the way, those lists that document all the lies, quote unquote, those lists are lies. And I'm going to debunk one of those lists in just a moment. But first, um, do you remember? This was his justification. Joe Biden looked everybody in the eye and said he was a man of integrity. You know who I am. You know who he is. You know his character. You know my character. You know our reputations for honor and telling the truth. I am anxious to have this race. I am anxious to see this take place. I am the character of the country is on the ballot. Our character is on the ballot. Look at us closely. I actually was looking at him closely for decades. I remember as a college freshman when he got caught running for president and all those lies. I had this guy's number, but a lot of people didn't. They forgot. They didn't know in the first place. The media covered for him. And now we all know those people who said that this guy was the alternative, the integrity, the integrity. So we know what happened down there in Mar-a-Lago, right? The FBI raided the, uh, raided the compound, totally unjustified. President Trump, remember, had declassification authority. He arrived at Mar-a-Lago on January 20th, 2021. He was still the president of the United States, had access and authority over all of those documents. But what did Joe Biden do in that moment? Hmm? Look at the, the, con the, the indignation, the self-righteousness, remember. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen, how one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Hey, nobody's perfect, right? And people are human beings and people tell lies from time to time. It happens. I think actually a lie from time to time could be forgivable, but the hypocrisy, and it's so clear cut, and it's so easy to understand, and it's so in your face, this hypocrisy will never be forgotten and it will never be forgiven. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, the, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway. Street was in a locked garage. Yes, as well as my Corvette. How could that possibly happen, to quote Joe Biden? Documents next to that silly, stupid car that he was showing off all the time. I always knew he'd be revealed. I always knew it. And oh, by the way, even this silly stunt for the cameras, I don't know if it was Jay Leno's garage or what, 
we got to look at where those documents <laughs> might have been found. Like everybody else's garage, it's a crummy, kind of messy place, right? And secret documents in the midst? That's unforgivable. Hey, the documents at Mar-a-Lago, they were being maintained according to National Archive and FBI specifications. They were in communication about it. The FBI visited and said, hey, we want one more lock. They put another lock on. And then there was this. People know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. Here he is again, banking on your naive assumption that he's a good guy, that he has integrity because he's Scranton Joe, because he's been around for a long time. We've got his number. I've always had it. You've always had it. But now even Democrats are realizing this is too much. Why are we defending this guy? He's finished. And then not only in the garage was there a secret document, but also in his uh, his parlor, his pantry. What was it? They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my in my 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 personal library. His personal library, personal library, garage, office downtown. Where else? Where else? What else did he do with these things? What was he doing with these things? And he's being very, very guarded in his speech, reading from a script. But, you know, there are tells. They've been bragging that they told the uh, authorities right away. As soon as they found these documents, they called the cops or they called the National Archives. They told everybody. Watch when he says that again. Watch what happens when you're when you're lying. Sometimes you're nervous and sometimes you stutter. I think that's the real story behind Joe Biden's stutter. Take a look. Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately uh, uh, notified. It's a little trouble with that one, huh? Immediately notified. These things were hanging around as long as five years, potentially. Actually, six years. Six years. And I noticed this on Tuesday when he was in Mexico. What's up with all the lawyers? What's up with all the lawyers, huh? Cleaning out an office? When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol. Lawyers. Why would lawyers be emptying out Joe Biden's office? Lawyers. What about your secretary? What about one of your grandkids? What about you, actually? No. And in Washington, D.C., he chose lawyers, plural, to do it. How much do they make? <laughs> Something like $1,000 an hour. Joe Biden could be in more trouble than we even know about. And I want to emphasize this. You know, a lot of folks think that when you're an ex-vice president of the United States, you get all kinds of perks and privileges. Not really. On January 20th, 2017, you got incoming President Trump, outgoing President Obama. Both of those gentlemen will receive Secret Service protection for the rest of their lives. Uh, at that point, Joe Biden was just an ex-vice president of the United States. And he could expect, along with Mike Pence, if he doesn't become president, and he won't, Secret Service protection for six months. And then that's it. <laughs> and then you're on your own. And he never, ever once, while he worked in government, had declassification authority. No, it's just not there. Um, and what about Hunter Biden? If there's a Biden scandal, Hunter must be involved. And this one, too. Yes. 
So who owns Joe Biden's house where these secret documents were found? Is it Joe Biden's? I'm not sure. I've never actually seen the deed. I've never seen the mortgage. But I have seen this, and you will too. Hunter Biden filled out a background check to buy a gun, and he claimed that he owned this house. And he just might. He just might. From the laptop, we know that their finances were intertwined. Hunter complained about all the stuff that he had to uh, buy for Joe Biden. And oh, by the way, he was getting notices about all the bills that had to be paid at his father's house, quote unquote. Take a look at this. And keep in mind, this is when the father was vice president. All these repairmen coming by fixing things. What about when he's an ex-vice president of the United States? Anybody had access to the house. It wasn't a big deal. It's not like going to the White House. You don't have to go through Secret Service checkpoints. You just go there. And maybe you see the documents. I don't know. I don't know. Back to where we started. He's finished. This story may actually diminish in the next couple of weeks, but that doesn't mean it goes away. And that doesn't mean that Democrats are taking a good look and saying, why are we defending this guy? <laughs> and look at the lies, okay? If I know this, they know this, okay? Everybody knows this. He can't stop lying about anything. Everything is, is dishonest. Everything about him, his whole career. And I mentioned earlier when I first found out about Joe Biden, uh, we don't play this all the time, but I think we have to from time to time. Joe Biden, as a sitting United States senator running for the presidency, said this, and everything he said is not true. What law school did you attend, and where did you place in that class? And the other question Who is, could you quickly, I, I think we I, I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. In the first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school, and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits, and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. And look at that face. Look at the smug face. Everything he just said was a lie. But you see that? How pleased he is with himself. He wouldn't be for long. Back then, the media, they weren't afraid like they are today. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship ended up near the bottom of his class and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. How do you come back from that? How do you come back from that? Maybe you come back from that with some help from the Chinese and some cover from your boss, Barack Obama, who I actually believe is still running the show behind the scenes. And he's still lying, of course, and the lies have gotten more egregious. This, if that's too ancient history for you, take a look at this. Hunter was married to Kathleen. The late Bo, great guy, by the way, was married to Haley. So Bo dies. What happens next? Hunter starts hooking up with Haley, his sister-in-law the widow of his dead brother. 
This is insane stuff. This is sorted bad stuff. This is the kind of thing, and look, families have stories, but this is the kind of thing that you say, you know what, we're not running for president with this kind of thing uh, hanging over our head, right? This was devastating inside the Biden family. Kathleen Hunter's wife, now ex-wife, she wrote about it in her memoir. Yes, this is her words. Take a look. She writes as follows. If anything, I felt a strange vindication. This is when she found out. She suspected all along. Not only had I not been crazy, but it was so much worse than I could have imagined. How devastating that must have been for her. Her husband fooling around with the sister-in-law. It's a nightmare. But what does a guy like Joe Biden do with this? We just saw how easily lies come to him, how proud he is of himself. What did the Bidens come out with after this came out? They put out a public statement. We are all lucky that Hunter and Haley found each other as they were putting their lives together again after such sadness. They have mine and Jill's full and complete support, and we are happy for them. Now, fortunately, this is a lie. Can you imagine if they were really happy for them? But it is a lie. They will do anything, anything for power. Uh, this was the time to retire. And he didn't. And he didn't. And yet they say that Donald Trump is the liar. What? 30,573. Hey, anytime you see one of those lists, you got to remember this situation. Who remembers when there was a government shutdown and I think Clemson football team won the championship or whatever? They had no White House chefs, so Trump sends them out to go buy a bunch of hamburgers. And it was a pretty cool moment, actually. Here's the president talking to the football players in the East Room of the White House. And I said, you guys aren't into salads. Or do I go out, Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott, do I go out and send out for about 1,000 Hamburgers, Big Macs. <laughs> so we actually did. We bought a thousand Burger King, all American companies. We literally have, and I don't know, have they started uh, eating and devouring? Have I wanted to see, so it was piled up a mile high. A mile high. All those hamburgers. Great moment, right? Lots of hamburgers for everybody. Look at what the fake news did. Look at this. President Trump's extravagant $3,000 300-sandwich celebration of Clemson University. According to our count, Trump spent about $2,911 on feeding the team. This includes 319 sandwiches, 177 of which were hamburgers, and fact check at two inches each, a thousand burgers would not reach one mile high. These are the kinds of things that found their way onto that silly list. Rolling Stone had a big write-up, Donald Trump and his lies about the volume of fast food hamburgers. Meanwhile, we have probably the worst liar in the history of the world in Joe Biden. And he gets away with it until today, actually. Until today. It's over. It is over. He was still snowing a good chunk of the country. He can't anymore. Um, those who have been protecting him, that's over. It's gone. It's not going to happen. And the press, you know what? They're starting to feel aggressive. Not because they're brave, but because they've been authorized. But check this out. I'm confident. Thank you very much. That was intense. 
and they're all pretty much talking about the same thing. They want to know more. This image gave me a case of deja vu. In the final days of the Nixon administration, it was a very similar kind of atmosphere and scene. Uh, so there's a special counsel that they just picked, William Herr. He's going to be looking into uh, Joe Biden, although Devin Nunes, who will be joining us in a little bit, seems to think he might be compromised. Uh, in the meantime, very prominent Democrats. You know, remember, Joe Biden wasn't exactly everybody's pick initially. These people want to be president and they want to be bad. You think they're going to sit back right now? And what about this person, Michelle? It's been about her all along. This, I do believe, is the grand plan and it's about to take off. But we'll see about that. I'll be right back. This is not a peaceful protest. When you take over city streets and bridges and stop traffic, that's not peaceful. And this protest was about to get a lot worse, violent actually. I write about it in my new book, available everywhere, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. Available again, wherever books are sold, and no one perhaps more wrong about law enforcement than this guy, the lefty loon, Bill de Blasio. He thought, quite frankly, quite literally, because he had a mixed race family, he could say and do whatever he wanted to. So we have this situation. The city's on edge because a black man died in police custody. The authorities later ruled that the police did nothing wrong. The city is on edge. He takes to the microphone the family of the individual who died right behind him, and he says probably the worst thing that can be said. Shirley and I have had to talk to Dante for years about the dangers that he may face. Good young man, law-abiding young man who never would think to do anything wrong, and yet, because of a history that still hangs over us, the dangers he may face, we've had to literally train him as families have all over this city for decades in how to take special care in any encounter he has with the police officers who are there to protect him. So I've had to worry over the years. Charlene's had to worry. Was Dante safe each night? There are so many families in this city who feel that each and every night. Is my child safe? And not just from some of the painful reality of crime and violence in some of our neighborhoods, but they're safe from the very people they want to have faith in as their protectors. That is the big lie, that young people of color should be afraid of the police. And he said that at a very critical, tense moment. There was a big protest, riots, and things got worse. From my book, this stung the NYPD like a slap in the face. The mayor, who effectively commanded the nation's largest and best police department, was accusing it of targeting his own son for racist abuse. Speaking of the officers who were there to protect him was especially pointed because the entire de Blasio family had 24-hour personal protection from the NYBD. De Blasio was basically saying that his own security team might lash out at his son. So these words were noticed not only by the police, 
but by lunatics all over the place, including this individual from Maryland. He was watching TV. He got really mad. He got in his car and posting on social media along the way, I'm going to be putting wings on pigs today. You see that top line? He's going to kill some cops. And he did. And he did. Uh, here's the crime scene. Shortly after he made the trip into New York City, he goes into Brooklyn. He finds the first police car he can, and he shoots and kills Officer Wenjin Liu and Rafael Ramos. Now, this was ignored by the national media and even the local media, believe it or not. But this moment here, the police will never forget what he did to them. When Bill de Blasio had the nerve to show up at the hospital, every single officer turned their back. They turned their back. You see him there, the white shirt. You see all those officers looking the other way. They have their back to him because he does not deserve their respect, because he helped. He has blood on his hands, quite frankly. Blood on his hands. This is a story that has not received nearly enough attention. And with the plot by the left to take over police departments and abolish them, this story needs to be told again. And I'm proud to have done so, actually, in my new book, which is available everywhere, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. I would be privileged, of course, if you um, picked up a copy. For your consideration, thank you. Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately uh, uh, no notified. Immediately notified? Are you sure? It must have been pretty embarrassing. All those documents in your garage right by the Corvette. And oh, by the way, one pretty messy garage. This is astounding information. Totally astounding. I think everything is different now. I think, as you know, Joe Biden is finished. But let's ask some experts. We have Joe DeGeneva with us once again, former U.S. attorney for Washington, D.C., Newsmax contributor and fellow Newsmax contributor, the historian Craig Shirley. Gentlemen, welcome. Uh, Joe, first off, I thought I was hallucinating for a moment when I heard it. Your reaction, what do you make of all of it? Um, actually, I wasn't surprised. Uh, what what really was surprising is that they were able to hide it for so long and, and not have any of it leak out. Uh, obviously, the FBI was cooperating and they didn't want to leak in this case. Uh, we have a clear violation of 18 U.S.C. 1924. This was the illegal removal and unlawful storage of classified information, obviously highly classified information. You remember that one of the envelopes that was seized was marked personal. Um, you know what? Uh, the president knew this, this stuff was there. He was, was lying through his teeth today, even though he wasn't saying very much. Uh, they're using lawyers to protect him as much as possible throughout this process. But Merrick Garland backed himself into a corner. He didn't have any choice. Uh, and now the president is stuck with a special counsel. I'd like to, uh, before we go to you, um, uh, Craig, I want to remind everybody that Barack Obama is really the boss, quite frankly. Take a look. <laughs> if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a, a, a stand-in, a front man, 
or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Wow. I, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I believe him. I think he's running the show. I think this may have been authorized, but that's just me. Craig, your thoughts? Well, first of all, I think this is the beginning of the end of the Biden presidency. Uh, there's just too many scandals out there, too many fires to put out, and, and there's too many cooks in, in, this, in the uh, kitchen right now. So they're all saying different things. Uh, this is, the, you know, uh, paper, there's something like one billion classified papers uh, or, that, uh, that have the federal government under the federal government's jurisdiction. And people have stolen documents many, many times, but not national security. They've stolen uh, Babe Ruth's uh, interviews, and they've stolen the uh, the dog tags from the Tuskegee Airmen, and they've stolen uh, auto, you know, autographs of George Washington and uh, uh, Marquis de Lafayette. But this is the first time where we've actually had national security. Uh, and th- th- I'm, just, I'm just wondering, uh, you know, at the time that his documents were were stored at UPenn, and UPenn was getting money from the Chinese, did the Chinese happen to be there at the same time the documents were there? I think that's a that's a question that the prosecutors got to definitely look into. And you know what? Then we're talking about then we're talking yeah. about treason. I want to take a look at that that moment. We've all seen it by now. The 60 Minutes moment where he says, "How could that possibly have been? How could anybody have been so irresponsible?" I do believe that. For whatever base he had, those who actually believed his shtick, it's over. They can't believe him anymore. Any moral claim he had to that office, I think, goes away. I mean, with all due respect to U.S. Code 1819 20.1, uh, Joe, I think that politically that's, uh, that's really problematic. Can I ask you about this guy, Her William Her? He is the new—he's a special counsel appointed by— uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, he's supposed to investigate and get to the bottom of all of this. What do you make of that appointment, Joe? Uh, well, th- this is another. They want to have the patina uh, of a Trump person, but he's really a Rod Rosenstein person. And as you know, uh, Rod Rosenstein was a turncoat who was deputy attorney general who participated in the coup against uh, Donald Trump. A very, very disloyal guy at the Justice Department, very conniving uh, this was one of his acolytes. I'm sure he'll do a fine job. Uh, and I don't think he can be political about this because he now has his own reputation at stake, this guy, her. So uh, we'll see. Uh, the, the problem, though, the, as you've said, uh, Greg and, and Craig, uh, this is a monstrous problem for the president of the United States. He has lied so much and so repeatedly that he has no credibility left. And to watch that news conference today where the CBS reporter was viciously going after the the press secretary, this is a new day. Mm. Uh, And uh, I don't know how long this is going to last in terms of the objectivity of those in the White House press corps. But the president is gravely wounded. Forget Joe Biden for a moment. Let's put Joe Biden and Donald Trump out of the equation. Um, This deep state and the intelligence community... Well, this is how Chuck Schumer put it, actually, famously a while back. He was talking about Donald Trump, but listen to his words about the power of the intelligence community. He's taking these 
shots, this antagonism, yep. this taunting to the intelligence community. You, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. They would get back at you, take revenge on an elected person. Again, I want to take Biden and Trump out of the equation. The deep state seems to be they're after now two presidents. They seem to want to take out two presidents. Do you, Craig, do you see where I'm kind of getting concerned here? Yeah. I want Biden gone. Don't. But the deep state's power increases and the rules governing these these uh, documents uh, you know, you can kind of you can kind of get anybody on them at any time. Granted, the garage thing is over the top egregious. But does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. And I think Schumer was absolutely right. I think the intelligence community can destroy any individual. We've seen it many times. They can turn an election, as we know how the FBI colluded with Twitter uh, to influence the, the last election. So I, I think he's absolutely right, is that we all should all fear the intelligence community. The first rule of the bureaucracy is to defend the bureaucracy. Mm. And the FBI is growing exponentially. The CIA is growing exponentially. They've made their, somehow their mission now to defend themselves and to, and to take out anybody who even challenges them. I, I think that one thing that's going to keep the special, special counsel honest is that there's going to be media investigations and House investigations. So that's going to keep him honest. Craig and Shirley. also it's going to scare the hell out of the CIA and the FBI. Yep. Craig Shirley, thank you. Joe DeGeneva, 10 seconds. Um, does Joe Biden make it to one term? Does he complete four years in office? Uh, he probably completes his term, but I don't think he's going to be able to run a legitimate campaign for re-election at this point. This is going to get much more serious than anybody around him believes. That's why the lawyers have been handling this from day one and making him shut up. Yeah, right, right. Who Lawyers are cleaning out my office. I thought a secretary did that. Or you went on a, in on a Saturday with a box. <laughs> I mean, the pre <laughs> whatever. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. Great stuff. Uh, we'll be right back. Next to your Corvette, what were you thinking? Let me, uh, look, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway, in a garage. yes, as well as my Corvette. <laughs> it sounds like he cares more about that stupid car than those classified documents he had in his garage and also in his personal library and that office at that scam arrangement he had with the college. Wow. Former Congressman Devin Nunes joins us. He is the CEO of Trump Media and Technology Group. You got to get truth social, everybody. And nobody knows the intelligence community and world more than him. Congressman, first of all, welcome. How are you? Greg, great to be with you tonight. And what do you make of this? Your reaction. Um, take it away. I, I was watching that live by chance, and I thought I heard him say something about a Corvette, and I wasn't quite sure. 
and then came back and and Peter Ducey asks him that question that you just played, and I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I mean, look, I, I just don't see how this continues with this. I think the Democrats are going to start to throw him under the bus because, you know, they concocted a plan to target President Trump. They thought it was really brilliant. They were worried about the Russia docs coming out. They raid Mar-a-Lago back last summer, last late, you know, before the election. People get ticked off. It was the opposite of what they thought was going to happen. Now, they, then they appoint a special counsel when President Trump decides to run for president again after the election. And then lo and behold, Garland has known about this for, I don't know, seven or eight or nine days, just since this, since supposedly, supposedly, Greg, supposedly this U.S. attorney came with the information. But here's what they're not talking about. This information was known before the last election and clearly would have had an outcome, would have changed the outcome potentially. And I, I just don't see uh, how the corruption and the rot at DOJ just continues with this. I personally think he is, and I think you agree, he's totally finished. He will not be the nominee. And believe it or not, for some people, Joe Biden has or had moral authority, right? He's like, oh, Trump's the liar. I'm the straight shooter, right? Yeah. And he just totally blew that. And Trump's not the liar, by the way. I went through that earlier. And Joe Biden is. Can I get your reaction also to the arrangement? Now, we know he had some documents at the... Um, Penn Biden Center, which seems like a total scam, uh, no show job. I think we have footage of the Biden Center in downtown D.C. And take a look at what they actually do there. And this seems as vague as anything and uh, kind of like a no show. Let's see. Let's take a look. Based in our nation's capital, the Penn Biden Center engages more of our fellow citizens in shaping the world while ensuring the gains of global engagement are widely shared. Translation, uh, con job, <laughs> slush fund. They don't do anything there other than split up the money. Yeah, look, let me tell you, this is no different than the Clinton Foundation or Obama's foundation. The only difference was is that Biden was a vice president. Uh, he started some type of, you know, ran the money, it appears like some 50-some million dollars. That's not confirmed yet. It's just reported, to be clear, ran it through the University of Pennsylvania. It got somehow funded his operation. He was getting paid from there. And look, a lot of former politicians do this, former presidents do it. The difference is they don't have classified documents in their offices, at least I don't think. But, but Greg, that's not the worst of it, okay? So whatever the hell was going on there, they were using that location, that nice little promo you paid to get money from foreign sources, which most of those sources seem to be coming from China. It's amazing. But then in addition to that, it didn't appear that it seemed fishy at the beginning when this was first when this first came out a few days ago. And then, you know, I was like, well, where's the rest of these documents when the new, you know, the new report came out? I'll tell you, I wasn't expecting it to be in his garage. I'll tell you that. I thought, you know, maybe Hunter Biden's laptop. Maybe it could be, you know, I don't know, yeah. on his bicycle somewhere. Was not expecting it to be in his garage. All right. Now, look. You know I'm no Joe Biden fan, all right? But I, wanna, I want to run this by you because the intelligence community, as Chuck Schumer said, they can get back at you anytime they want, any way they want. So here's the theory. Um, they wanted to take Donald Trump out. They missed. They fired and missed because Donald Trump is covered. He had the uh, declassification authority. Uh, they had the proper security. I don't think they got him, but they tried to. Is the swamp, is the intelligence community also going after Joe Biden, and actually take Joe Biden out of the equation for a moment. Is the intelligence community so big, so strong, 
and the rules so convoluted and so intricate, and it's so easy to get yourself in trouble with classified information. Granted, this is a, an extreme case, and he deserves to be in trouble, that somehow the swamp is trying to show that they are really the ones running the country. If they have their way, two presidents are going to go down over this. Does yeah, that make so sense? The, the only thing I disagree with you on is, is this. These are high-level operatives, mainly in the Department of Justice, who then control. Remember, the DOJ controls the FBI. Now, look, whether some of the, the, the characters at the FBI are corrupt, no question the National Security Division has long been corrupted. But the person at the DOJ, several people at the DOJ, they know damn well how that National Security Division works within FBI and and the Department of Justice. They work together, they work hands in glove. We got to know this when we unraveled the Russia hoax, the House Republicans on the Intelligence Committee, we unraveled all of this. And what it appears happened, we thought that maybe we, we cauterized the wound, maybe it was possible that there were a few bad apples there that we, that we ran out of there. No, that's not what happened. Clearly, during the Obama-Biden administration, they put people at the highest levels of those agencies, and it's still happening today. Yeah. So let me tell you what's what people really need to be concerned about here. You have a partisan, somebody who hates Trump as the special counsel that's going to target Trump. You have somebody who Garland just appointed that I believe needs to be subpoenaed by the House of Representatives because this is someone who was deeply involved in the Russia hoax. You're we talking about you're talking about Mr. Her? Yeah, exactly. I didn't he realize he had a Russia role hoax. in that. He, we believe so. This is why he needs to be subpoenaed. So all right. this should be one of the first things that Congress does. Now that is all right, we're gonna and we're running out of time and I know you actually have to go, but let me yeah. we know about the top. We know about <laughs> their political maliciousness and we that's been established. I want to show you this, though. This is the number of lawyers who work at the Justice Department, employees at the Justice Department. 116,901 employees. About 3,000 of them are political appointees, we estimate. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of bureaucracy. Uh, unelected people yeah. who think they know best. This is what I get, getting back to my earlier kind of theoretical concern that the swamp is trying to take over. And yeah. catching people in intelligence snafus, and this is far more than a snafu, I'm not applying it, but that could be one of their ways to uh, exert control. Yeah, look, all I'm telling you is, is that this is being done by highly partisan Democrats at the behest of the Democratic Party. So it is possible they're taking out Biden. And this is the, this is the great thing with, with the intelligence community the National Security Division at the DOJ and the FBI run this. So it's a very small cohort of people. And my guess is, is over the years, they've placed people in these positions. And that's how they were able to spy on Trump back in 2016 and 17 and 18. And they continued. And in fact, and this is my concern, I'll go back yeah. to her, the new Got special it. counsel. Look, this guy authorized, was involved in the authorizing of spying on my lawyers, on, on my staff back in 2017, when we were doing what? Investigating them. And wow. that's, I think, the next story that probably needs to break and Congress is gonna need to figure out before this whole thing gets started, whether or not this is the right guy to be conducting this investigation. Devin Nunes, so appreciated, former Congressman, former ranking member of the Intelligence Committee, and now the CEO of Trump Social.
go ahead and get Truth Social. It's worth it. I uh, just got it myself. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Greg. Great to be with you. You bet. We'll be right back. Hey, Kevin McCarthy, he had a tough time becoming the speaker, right? Remember last week's drama? But he has arrived. I am so impressed. He had his first uh, press conference, I think, as speaker. And articulate, strong, passionate, smart, good stuff. And good stuff to come, I think. Here's a bit. You look at President um, Biden. He wasn't president. He was vice president. He held these in different locations right out in the open. He criticized President Trump. Did he utilize the Justice Department to raid President Trump? Did you think that was right? They knew this has happened to President Biden before the election, but they kept it a secret from the American public. He goes on 60 Minutes, criticizes President Trump, even knowing what he has done, and he wasn't president at the time. Now we find another location that it's at, but he refused to answer. His press secretary won't answer the questions. We, you watched them leak photos of sitting out files of President Trump. Where's the photos of President Biden's documents? It's just a small portion, but he was on fire. And I feel like I never saw him speak this way when he was the minority leader. Uh, I just never I never saw it. And now that he's got the job, I think he's kind of risen to the occasion. Uh, I like this guy. An individual that sat on 60 Minutes that was so concerned about President Trump's documents locked in behind, and now we find it just as a vice president, keeping it for years out in the open in different locations. I do not think any American believes that justice should not be equal to all. And we found from this administration what happened before every single election, whatever comes out that they utilize to try to falsify it, they try to have different standards for their own beliefs, that doesn't work in America. Good stuff, Mr. Speaker. But we're going to keep an eye on you. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, good luck. And I like it. I like it a lot. We'll be right back. Lisa Marie Presley, Elvis's daughter and Priscilla's dead at the age of 54. This is very sad news. Rest in peace.